amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. redo it i try to get him on here again things just keep messing up so he will be on the air here in just a few minutes so uh before then though i'm going to kind of talk about some exciting news that's going on for me um i would have actually just been recently uh, picked up and it will be starting for dynastyleaguefootball.com i'm i'm sure you can tell by the enthusiasm in my uh, voice that i'm pretty excited about it there's going to be a lot of new things going on there. I will be part of the DFS writer, Daily Fantasy Sports, for people that aren't familiar with that. I'm going to do a college fantasy football uh, weekly write-up there where I'm going to give you the values and different guys that I would pick each each and every week. And my, I'm going to have an article coming out here, hopefully this week, about uh, FanDuel's early release of pricing. So that's going to be pretty exciting there. Uh, you'll be able to see the different prices and who I think is going to be a great value. The one thing that's great about the FanDuel um, is that they went ahead and did these early uh, early pricing, and so you're able to capitalize on some of these guys that are maybe uh, aren't going to be starters as of right now, and but they have a chance to be. So you can go ahead and lock them in at these set prices and almost hit fantasy gold with it. I know someone like I've been talking about Robert Hausler, who I think is going to be a potential uh, starter for the Cleveland Browns. He could be kind of the hybrid wide receiver tight end type of thing. They're going to use him in the red zone as a, or as a big option. So I kind of like him and he's priced really, really cheap on FanDuel. So that's one of those things I was talking about. You can get great value for these uh, for these different players. I know another guy I was kind of looking at um, was Andy Dalton, and actually we have Benton here on the line. Hold on just a moment here. Let's see if we can get him in. Can you hear me, Benton? Are you there? Can you hear me, Benton? You there? Uh, once. Hello. Hello. Hey, I can hear you. Are right, you got me? Yep, you're on the air. All right, cool. All right, yeah, we're live now. There's not going to. I was telling everyone here where the show has started. Um, there will be no issues with us being interrupted. Now we are good to go. Awesome. Um, so Benton, uh, go ahead. Let everyone. I just kind of released the news about how I am now a Dynasty League football writer. Um, you are a new proud member too, and kind of let everyone know about yourself, where they can find you, uh, and anything else you want to share, real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm a born and raised in Texas, proud Texan. Uh, started playing fantasy football about six years ago. Joined the Dynasty community in 2013. Began writing last year. 
then last week I joined the awesome team over at Dynasty League Football along with Chris and 13 other new guys. So we're all pretty stoked. And um, I'm at Twitter over at Big Mac 9812, B-I-G-M-A-C 9812. And I tweet on there way too much. So uh, follow me. You can talk Dynasty and Fantasy Football. You are actually one of those people that on Twitter, you don't, you don't push people's buttons. You're one of those people that don't like, it seems like some of those guys out there try to dig under your skin and like, they're just trying to like, use like maybe throw a prediction out there and they're already like, it's just, I don't want to say they're haters, but they're, they're just trying to get at you. You're one of the nicest people on Twitter. Thanks man. Uh, I'm, I'm just all a good discussion. You know, I, I think everybody has a point. I'm not going to attack you. I don't agree with your point. I'm just going to give you a counterpoint and we can talk about it. You know, we talk about fantasy football for Twitter and we write about it. You can't really get better than that. I'm not going to be a dick about it to you. Right. That's that's actually one of the fun things about it is when someone throws out these different points, I'm I'm one of the people that are so eager, eager to learn. Now I'm like, why do you – like, I'm always wondering why someone has this take on someone because maybe – and sometimes people do persuade you. Yeah, that's I. I need to put it back in my bio, but I had always searching for knowledge. You know, just always asking why. Why do you think this? Is, I mean, there's so many smart dudes out there in this fantasy community. It's kind of crazy. You just got to keep searching, keep asking why. So maybe something you disagree with, you'll end up agreeing with. And I think that's one of the best things about having a Twitter account. If you don't have a Twitter account, you're listening to this podcast. You don't have a Twitter account, get one. And it's simply just for the fantasy football reason, where not one writer not one person knows it all in the fantasy football community when you get all these other guys and they give different reasons you're able to form your own opinion and that's the best thing you can do in fantasy football is you're understanding why this guy is going to be good you're starting to understand the game a little more and you can start making those predictions yourself yeah that's how you win you zig when others zag you formulate your own opinions you have your own strategy and it can pay off all right, so Benton, let's go ahead and you talked about you do uh, you play Dynasty. Give us maybe some of these got some Dynasty maybe sleepers or guys that you're really high on for the 2015 season. One guy I'm really looking at is Martavis Bryant out of Pittsburgh, the second year receiver. A lot of people were calling him a Russian candidate, but then Pitt, their Steelers training camp started two days ago. There's just been nothing but positive reports. He's a huge target. He had eight touchdowns last year, and he's a very raw prospect. And I know people love to uh, promote sophomore receivers as regression candidates, but I think Brian can just get better, and I think he's going to get better, and his ceiling is just going up. I am actually – I will be with – I'm not sure if you know the guys from Asylum Fantasy Sports, the Rick and Rick, but this podcast is brought to you by the Asylum Fantasy Sports Network. I am going, and I will be staying with them at uh, Canton, Ohio here in two weeks we're going to go to the Steelers-Vikings um, game. And so Martavius Bryant's one of those guys. I'll have a walk-through pass. I'm anxious to try to talk to him and kind of pick his mind of what's going on in the offense. And so it's one of those lucky things I've been able to do uh, while writing fantasy football is get to meet some of these NFL players and do these special things. Is there anything you want me to ask him? Um, hmm. <laughs> Ask him how I always talk. ask him. I'll tell you the first thing I always ask these uh, players. I say, "Do you play fantasy sports?" And they, you will know right then and there if they're for it or against it. Oh yeah, there's definitely some. I know the Ravens kicker Justin Tucker plays, and I know a lot of people. A lot of players hate it. 
Yeah, there's a ton of players that hate it, and I understand why because there's people on Twitter that attack them and say, like, "Hey, I lost my thing, or I lost my season because of you," and that's that's what's wrong to me. But at the same time, as a professional athlete, you need to learn how to zone that stuff out. Yeah, and then on uh, my fantasy league, if you set up the tweet for when you draft, though, if you draft a player that has a Twitter, they'll tag that player, and sometimes the players will respond in pretty funny ways. Yes, yes. Um, I, last week I had Jen Ryan. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her on Twitter. Yeah, I know Jen. She's really she's nice and really smart. She loves Des Bryant. That she does. And she went on a little talk last week about her Des Bryant obsession. Anywho, she went ahead and drafted Greg Jennings last week. And it was an auction. It said, like, uh, Jen Ryan won Greg Jennings for, like, $1. And he retweeted back to her and said, it sounds like you got a good deal on him. Man, that's so awesome. So and that wasn't. I think that's pretty cool stuff. So, and, uh, Martavis Bryant, we'll get back to the point. Sorry, I, I tend to get sidetracked. I think he's going to be uh, a breakout player this year. I do. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be in a high-powered offense again, and Tony Bryant's going to be double-teamed. Uh, people are going to focus on the run a lot more, so look for some play actions and look for Bryant to be able to streak down the field, do these other things. Uh, defense is not really key on him. I think he's going to have a real, real good season. Yeah, and having Le'Veon Bell behind Roethlisberger will usually stack the box a little more and allow him to have face a little less coverage. And he has Antonio Brown across him, so we will be seeing a lot of single coverages. Yeah, he should see primarily – I don't know why he would ever be double covered, double covered, but I think that he's going to be having a lot of single coverage, maybe a safety over the top just so in case Antonio Bryant comes that way after – running uh, in twins or something, but no, he should be pretty good the entire season for single coverage. So, Ben, let's get into another uh, player that maybe interests you that is going to be a potential outbreaker or someone that's going to break up the season. Another guy I'm looking at is Zeus, also known as Travis Kels, the tight end for the Chiefs. He's, uh, he's kind of like Gronkowski, honestly. He's just a big dude that and catches touchdowns, and he hasn't really seen his opportunity. He only played in about 60% of the snaps last year, but he posted some good numbers. And he's a big athletic tight end in a very shallow position at tight end, so I think he's going to have a great year. So what constitute as a great year for me? How many touchdowns do you think Kelsey will have? I think anywhere between 6 and 12 for Kelsey. I'm just – I mean, Alex Smith is Alex Smith. But most quarterbacks can throw to an open tight end. You're right there, though. Alex Smith is Alex Smith. And that's one of those frustrating things where Alex Smith doesn't really tend to throw the ball too far. I think he had one of the lowest um, throw attempts last season. And I just – I like Travis Kelsey. I think he has the perfect build. I think he's, he's set up and everything looks good for him. I'm just not sure I can go in on someone like him. I know a lot of people have him ranked high as maybe even a top five tight end. I just can't get on board with that yet. Yeah, the thing that that kind of getting me on board is he had 67 receptions, 862 yards, and five touchdowns, and he was playing 60 percent of the snaps behind Anthony Fazano, who left in free agency. So he's now the clear number one. It's his second year. When second and third year, it's usually the prime time for tight ends to break out. So the floor is set for him. We'll see if he delivers. 
Yeah, he's one of those players that I still have my question marks on, and I just don't know if I can buy into him yet. I I like the offense. I like an Andy Reid offense. I think Jamal Charles, he's got thumbs up for me. And surprisingly, I kind of like Jeremy Macklin. Uh, Andy Reid's someone who drafted into Jeremy Macklin. He's someone that he went after also in free agency. And I kind of like Jeremy Macklin this upcoming season. And not that it's taking anything away from Travis Kelsey, it's just I think that Alex Smith is going to be focused on him a little more than Kelsey. Yeah, I like Macklin too. A lot of people are pegging him for a down year. He did have a career year last year in Chip Kelly's offense. I'm still kind of baffled why he left. But he's going back to his old Andy Reid. He's going to be the number one in KC. And he's a good wide receiver two, wide receiver three for your fantasy team. Oh, I agree 100%. And everyone's point that they ever throw, it's like, oh, I like Macklin. They're like, how many touchdowns did Alex Smith throw last year to a wide receiver? And I'm just like, that is like an overused stat that you hear from everyone. If you're not sure on the stat, Alex Smith threw zero touchdowns to wide receivers last year. <laughs> and I think that's partly because he had Dwayne Bowe. And now Dwayne Bowe's on your Cleveland Browns. Oh, gosh. Don't even get me started. <laughs> All right, so maybe give me a guy that you're a little overrated on. Is there one guy you just are not touching this season? Let me look. Are you still there? Uh, one guy I'm kind of leaning away from is Kelvin Benjamin of the Panthers. Oh, yeah. interesting. Even in Dynasty or just in redraft? Uh, I mean, his Dynasty price is getting really high, so probably in Dynasty team, but mainly redraft because – Getting pub as a wide receiver too, and I just don't think he's going to post that. He he had a, some awesome numbers last year as a rookie, and I mean a lot of it was just him catching contested balls. That's like his one awesome skill that translated really well to the NFL. But now he's going into his second season, and they drafted Brashad Perriman or not uh, Devin Funchess, and I'm just I'm I'm expecting a good season from Benjamin. I'm not, I'm not expecting a season where I. Mean, He's going to have the production of a player I drafted in the late second. Interesting. I He's one of those players that I'm just kind of meant about. Every I've done a bunch of mock drafts. I've done different I've done different best balls. And he's just one player I haven't been able to get because I feel he's being drafted uh, maybe a little too high for me. I still think he has a, a learning curve to go on. And I like Greg Olson a whole lot in that offense. And I just don't know if Kelvin Benjamin is – he just doesn't seem to fall for me. He, people are getting him as, like, their wide receiver one or maybe even their wide receiver two, and I think he's more of a wide receiver three for me. If I have yeah. Kelvin Benjamin for wide receiver three on my team, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not saying he's going to fall off the face of the earth or anything. I just don't think he's going to post as many fantasy points or as good a season as he had last year. He had nine touchdowns last year. I just don't think he gets back to nine touchdowns. And that's a lot of points right there. No, I'm 100% with you. I don't think he's going to be, like, extravagant. I don't think he's going to be bad. It's just one of, the, it's one of those things I think his ADP is higher than I want it to be for a player like that. And that's the hardest part for fantasy with me is I like every player at the right ADP. And that's the hardest oh. thing is finding where they're falling to, where someone like – Kelvin Benjamin, you want to make you want to make sure you get him in the right spot. Where I said, if you can get him as your wide receiver three, he's okay because if he does uh, digress like you and me are both expecting him to, it's okay because he's your third wide receiver. 
Exactly. All right, and so let's go ahead and um, you said when I was kind of talking to you beforehand, you want to talk a little bit about redraft. I didn't realize you were a redraft player, so kind of give me um, what do you prefer to play? Do you prefer to play redraft over dynasty? What is your favorite? Uh, I prefer dynasty just because I think redraft is way too much luck, and the week to week variance is really high, and I just don't like putting that much luck in something I put so much time into. I definitely like Dynasty more, but I'm not one of those Dynasty guys that, oh, I hate redraft. Redraft is the worst thing ever. I'm still going to get some action. I'm still going to play in leagues with my buddies and have fun and, you know, try to win it, you know? Right, absolutely. Redraft, like you said, I can see where people say it's luck. I just, the fact that, like, I love trading. There's nothing better to me than trading in fantasy football. Like, as soon as I'm done with my draft, I'm instantly throwing trades out at people. And I always get my friends that are like, who just drafted. If you wanted this player, why didn't you draft him? <laughs> it's one of those things where it's thrilling. I love trading. And trading in Dynasty, to me, almost seems impossible because it's one of those players, like, you have him for life, essentially. He's one of those people where if someone's trying to get him, they price them, I feel, they have higher price tags on them than someone does in a, in a redraft league. Yeah, in Dynasty, I've actually written that. It's called um, it's called the endowment effect, and it's just a its a real thing. It's People ascribe more value to something simply because they own it. So in Dynasty, when you when you have the opportunity to own a guy for his whole career, it's just, it definitely makes it harder to trade away guys because there's that always that voice in the back of your head that says, I can hold on to him for the rest of his career no matter what. So it's definitely harder to trade in Dynasty, and these guys are fun. You almost make it lopsided if you're getting your guy. You have that guy you can uh, – become a championship contender i have um i've played now in uh dynasty i think it's been four seasons i joined a fantasy league and it's a 32-man league and so they have it split up with 16 people on each side and so um last year out of 32 people i finished in second place obviously i didn't try to build a team i'm not i went into my draft as a redraft player and I kind of went after that. I said, I want to try to win this thing the first couple of years. Not knowing kind of what I was doing. And so this year, I'm kind of in the same position where I was either, I'm either going to dump my team and try to rebuild or I'm going to try to keep, try to keep pursuing players and just try to run these players <laughs> into the ground, essentially. And I think I decided that I think next year, it depends how I do this season, if I can finish in the top maybe three and win my money back, I'm definitely going to dump off my team. What What is your strategy in Dynasty? Let's say you're starting up a draft. Does it is it how the players fall to you, or do you strictly go after maybe rookies or sophomore, younger players? I'm all about value in my startup drafts, and it seems like these young guys, their their price just gets crazy high in the offseason, especially now in July at the peak of just people – have been talking for eight months about football and formulating opinions when nothing's been happening on the field. You see guys just skyrocket. Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson, like those, those just have crazy high dynasty ADPs, and it's almost it's almost not it's almost not value to get those guys. You're just paying up to get your guy, and I'm not really about that. I just like to target target guys that fall to me, and that almost that almost always seems to be veteran guys that I that have proven production. 
one guy I have in my dynasty league is Chris Johnson, and I've seen a lot of stuff thrown around on Twitter today. What happens if Chris Johnson happen, uh, lands on the Cowboys? That's one of those situations. I don't know if I trade him for max value or if I try to ride him this season. What would you do? I would trade him the second that happened, honestly, because, yeah, he may do good, but his price the second that that tweet lands, Random Schefter is going to be so high, I would just trade and run at that point. That's what I think I want to do, and I'm just hoping I can find someone that is maybe trying to make a playoff run, whatever, and I just want to get rid of them for the max value I can. And so I, that's kind of what I was leaning on, but I was like, you know, maybe it just depends what kind of deal I signed him to and how he looks this season, too. So I figure kind of watching as the season starts to unfold, and that's the one thing you want to do is you want to wait till they hit their max value. And you can kind of talk to me about this, and I saw this – um, being bounced around today, too. And I know you and me did. We kind of threw out a, a drew out an outline, and I'm throwing some random stuff your way, and you're handling it, handling it good, Ben. So I appreciate that. Demarius Thomas in Dynasty. Would you try to sell him this season, knowing that Peyton, this is probably going to be Peyton Manning's final season? I'm definitely I don't not think trade. Going... Go ahead. Well, I'm definitely not trading him right now because. It's just been all negative talk for the past couple of weeks. And his value's just gone down for really no reason at this point. But if he posts, if he just does Demarius Thomas things this season and posts another top six wide receiver season, I'd trade him. And ideally, you'd like to trade him in the later weeks of the season if he's stacking to have another good season. Because I think he's a good receiver, but even if he is with Brock Osweiler or whoever Denver brings in, and he ends up posting a good season, his value is not going to be as high as it is if he posts a good season now with Peyton Manning. I am 100% on board. That's the thing I was started, I even threw out there, was his his value and even his uh, where he's at uh, like in fantasy football production, it will never match where he is currently. I think this is the season where after week maybe three, four, you need to unload him. He's one of those players that you just need to go ahead and wash your hands of it. Unfortunately, you know, you're getting rid of one of the top wide receivers, but you need to max out because this is where you're going to be able to max is right here uh, at the end of the or during this the middle of the season. Yeah, that's a big skill in Dynasty that I think a lot of owners need to realize is just maxing value as much as you can and accumulating assets and just building assets to bigger assets and so on. So once you... So just so you can get better players. Go ahead. Playing in a dynasty, I was able. To, I'm in a league with um, and I I know his Twitter name. It's Ward Reeves, um, Rich oh, Rebar. Rich. I'm in a season with him, and he's in my dynasty league. And he just keeps trading and trading and trading, but he is getting all these people at their max values, and it's incredible to see the team that he's been able to build where he finished the, in our first year of the season, he finished with one win. But he, you know, he's just trading away all these people, trading away all these picks, and he's been able to like compile huge, uh, huge numbers from all these guys where he's, he's starting to hit now. And it's just one of those things where I was, I was never being in a dynasty league before. I was just kind of like my jaw dropped. It was really neat to yeah, see. That constant building in dynasty and just building up the assets you have is just, 
is just huge, and it can make your team so good if you pull it off the right way. And so you talked about you like uh, you don't mind playing redraft. What about PPR keepers, different things like that? What is what's your home league? What that's probably your favorite, right? Yeah, it's it's probably the only redraft league I'll play in this year, actually, unless anything other pops up. But it's really basic. It's eight teams, non PPR, snake draft, and then for the it's only it's our our fourth year and the first two years we had keepers and then last year we ditched keepers so we're going to clean rosters this year but at the end of last year I, my team was kind of in the middle of the pack so i traded Le'Veon bell eddie lacy and one other guy so now i have two first round picks two thirds two fourths so i'm pretty stoked about the upcoming draft so is there anything do you guys do anything fun do you have a trophy do you guys do anything embarrassing with each other or is it just kind of laid back yeah, we, we bought a big trophy, so we used that, and I won the inaugural year, so it's nice to have my name at the top. We have a draft together, big board, all the all that jazz. And then the loser, or the winner usually just picks a punishment for the loser. Like, last year was pretty basic. The guy, the loser just had to put the stickers up at the draft for everybody, so that wasn't too bad. We'll see what happens this year, because assumingly I'll win it. That's that's the one thing I've been tr- I've been like I'm con- I'm like the the fantasy football nerd to all my friends that all make fun of me because it's all you talk about year round you're talking about football the things like that and so those are the little things I've been trying to do is maybe get a punishment or I don't mind doing a random draft because I don't really care I'm sure you don't care where you draft at I think no, it's I won fun the- especially when you just what's that I won the championship drafting from the eighth spot so. And see, so to me, I don't really care where I draft from. I think it's fun. And so I've been trying to do all sorts of things where we each throw in a couple names on some people on The Bachelor. And whoever gets the right one gets the order of the draft or different things like that. And we can try to persuade him the rest of the season. So that's one of those things I've been I'm constantly trying to throw out there. And everyone's just like, no, let's just keep it how it is. It's simple. Yeah. My league got our got a lot of our ideas from that TV show, The League. So uh, we 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 do a lot of that stuff. But yeah, it's really fun. I just enjoy my home league so much. Yeah, it's one of those things where we all get together. We try to, and we you know we all draft together. And so we, I was in a league a long time ago, and we would do. Uh, we didn't have computers or anything. You know, you just brought paper. And you did your draft. But if you drafted someone that was retired or you drafted someone that was already drafted, you had to take a shot of whiskey. And it was kind of <laughs> fun because there are some people that they just don't pay attention. And so they'll say, oh, someone like, like it'll be like third round in the this year. And they'd be like, Le'Veon Bell. And they'd be like, shot. And they'd be like, well, Jamal Charles. And like, well, you know, it's like, they're like, these people have all been drafted like two rounds ago. And they just have to take shot after shot after shot. And was, so that was really fun. Yeah, uh, one of my buddies drafted Trent Richardson in the third round last year, so we caught a lot for that. And then uh, our draft was right around the Le'Veon Bell stuff, or I guess my friends didn't like Le'Veon Bell last year, but I got him in the seventh round, so that was pretty awesome. That is awesome. That is really, that's a great value. Oh, yeah. All right, Ben, so we're getting ready to wrap up the, the podcast here. I know we just kind of – it was kind of a random one. We just kind of talked all sorts of random things. Normally I have a lot more structure, and it's – hitting the points and going. 
Um, is there anything else you really kind of wanted to touch on real quick before we wrap this up? I know you, uh, this is your second podcast, so I, I'm very excited to have you on. It's been really fun talking with you. Yeah, man, I'll have to come back. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, I, I could talk about dynasty strategy all day. There's so many different ways of ways of thinking and it's really incredible actually for just a little game of fantasy football, but I'll, I'll definitely be back on here. We can talk DFS. Definitely. And one thing I also want to talk to you, you, you are, are you in the Scott Fishbowl this year? Yes, I was in the I Love Lamp division, I believe. Let me pull it up real quick. I was going to say, let me hear your team. Let's break it down real quick before we get off. Everyone I, I, that's been on here in the past, like, gosh, what's been like four or five weeks, I've been talking to them about their team and what's going on. Do, so are you in love with their team? What was your strategy with this draft? Uh, my strategy was, I got to pull it up, but it's super fucked. So I got my two QBs pretty early. And then I, I was just targeting guys I like. Oh, let me pull it up. I got to find it. So but, I've talked about the Scott Fishbowl a thousand times on the podcast. I pretty much dedicated a couple episodes even to it. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it it's a 360-person fantasy football draft. There's fans. There's uh, fantasy experts. Is very. I think it's fun and different than most leagues. So it's not just a boring draft. Uh, you can have two QBs if you want. You get uh, points for rushing attempts. You uh, get points for receptions. It's a totally different league. And I assume next year he's going to put something as like a a point and a half for tight end receptions, to, just to try to bump up tight ends a little bit. Yeah, because tight ends kind of fell with the whole uh, um, two super flex. Here, I finally found my roster in my computer. Here, so. uh, You're fine. We'll get there in just a second. I don't mind. I can definitely fill and talk for days. So, uh, you know, in this draft, the one thing that happens is QBs fly early. So people are either really waiting for quarterbacks and they're filling the rest of the team, or they're they're digging in on those QBs early. So, what's your years, Benton? All right. You just want me to read down the whole roster? Yep. Let's go ahead and start with your quarterbacks. All right. My starting two are Matt Ryan and Philip Rivers, and then. Two backups were RG3 and Bryce Petty, so just kind of late flyers. That's what I like to do in Superflex. And I think RG3 is an an appropriate um, backup because if your two quarterbacks, have, do they have the same bye week? Uh, Yes. So, I mean, if RG3 – what's that? Thanks for pointing that out. I hadn't noticed that. And so someone like RG3 is one of those people where – he's going to fill in for you and he should, I I would think that he should be the start of the whole season. He really may not uh, because you never know what's going to happen, especially in the Washington offense. But RG3 is an appropriate guy to just fill in for that one week while you need him. Yeah. And then uh, moving on to running back, running back was kind of the position that I'm scared of with this team. I got Amir Abdullah, Fred Jackson, Duke Johnson, Jeremy Langford, Lamar Miller, Stephen Ridley, and Ryan Williams. So I'm looking at, Lamar Miller and Amir Abdullah for the main production. And then I like Fred Jackson a lot because everyone hates Fred Jackson. And then Stevon Ridley and Ryan Williams and Jeremy Langford are just flyers at this point. Well, the good news about Fred Jackson is he's going to be the primarily a great PPR asset, especially with LaShawn McCoy. He's going to get the majority of those carries. He'll rest a little bit on third down, I would assume. And so Fred Jackson's PPR, he's going to be fantasy gold in PPR leagues. 
Yes. I think you'll play him a lot more than you think. Let's see other receivers now. And then I believe I had the 110 or 111, so I started with Antonio Brown and Demarius Thomas. So I was pretty thrilled with that. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. I had the 1-9, actually. So I got Antonio Brown at ninth overall. I was pretty happy about that. That's incredible. That's a really good value there. And so then I got flying then. Yeah. Yep. Michael Crabtree, Victor Cruz, Devontae Davis, Charles Johnson, Marquise Lee, and Steve Smith. I love that wide receiver course, especially with Victor Cruz. I, I'm sure you got him later in the draft because his ADP's been dropping like crazy and he really could have one of those not outbreak seasons, but people are gonna be on all over Odell Beckham, so he could have a pretty good season. Yeah, and that Ben McAdoo West Coast offense is kind of tailored made for him. It's just those quick short passes. So we, I'm a little worried because he's coming off a horrific injury, but he's a nice, nice piece. And let's hear it for your tight ends then. Uh, Julius Thomas and Max Williams. Max Williams, who's a rookie, which I've not exactly fond of rookie tight ends. I tried to sort of get behind that, but. Again, he's going to fill in perfectly for what you need. Julius Thomas has been a very intriguing player for me. I, I think that he's going to be the center of Blake Bortles. Mercedes Lewis did really good last year um, as far as, like, he was almost fantasy. He was fantasy relevant, actually. And so I think Julius Thomas will be. I just don't think he's going to ever have his value like he currently did. Yeah, but I, I think don't... he's going to be totally reliable for you. Yeah, I think, it, and then Max Williams. I know rookie tight ends is a thing most of us usually try to avoid, but he's going to be the starter. I love Mark Tressman's offense; it did wonders for Martellus Bennett. So I think he has a good chance at decent production his rookie year. I I'm still hoping on. He's one guy who's hurt me time and time again. Dennis Pitta. I love the guy. I don't know why, but I keep hoping he's going to come back this season. Yeah, I kind of forgot about Dennis Pitta to be honest. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he was just added to the pup, I think, today for training camp. So it's one of those things. He's had so many injuries, and I was high on him last year. I, had him, I think I had him top five tight end, and then he got injured in preseason, and I was just like sitting there bawling. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This guy I've been like gloating for weeks now just fails on me again because he was going to have a huge season. He's that safety blanket that quarterbacks love, especially with Joe Flacco. Right, right. We'll see. What, I mean, I'm I'm so excited for the college football and NFL seasons. It's been such the off season has felt so long. I don't know if that's just. I'm just pumped to see some football. So for college, are you a big Longhorn fan? Yeah, I follow the Longhorns. Uh, we haven't been too good lately, but I was happy when Charlie Strong came. I like him a lot. We'll see how Tyron Swoops does this year at QB. He was really bad last year, so I kind of hope Gerard Hurd steps in. Watched it, so. Uh, so Longhorns, I, the only memory I consistently have of them is when they had um, when Vince Young won the championship, and I pretty much I would have bet the farm that USC was going to win that. I would have put any money amount down the USC would win. And that game was so good, last touchdown. Oh, never forget that one, Vince that, Young. That's happened twice to me now in college football. The Miami Hurricanes. The Ohio State game was the other one where I would have bet the farm on it. I would have put any dollar amount. I thought there was no way they were going to lose, and both these teams ended up losing. So it's just one of those things where 
there is no sure win in college football. Yeah, and that's the best part about college football to me is just nobody's safe. All right, so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the podcast here. I want to go ahead and thank you a lot for hopping on here. I had a, an absolute blast talking with you. We're going to have you on again. We're going to talk some DFS as we get closer. And who knows, maybe you and me will we'll build our lineups against each other and we'll talk about them and see, uh, we'll, throw, uh, we'll go into a competition together and see who does better. Yeah, man, definitely. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Uh, again, Ben, let everyone know where they can see you. Of course, you're going to be on DynastyLeagueFootball.com, so they'll be able to check out your articles there. Where else can they get, uh, find you? Yeah, I'm hoping to get some stuff up soon at Dynasty League Football, and then I'm on Twitter at BigMac9812, so hit me up on there. All right, Ben. Well, it was a pleasure having you on here. Congratulations on your new gig at DLF. Well, thanks, man. You too. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.